Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Heather Norman Burdoff, our Extension Specialist for Nutrition and Health. Thanks for joining us today, Heather. Yes, ma'am. Today's topic is sugar, and this is one that I'm going to have my kiddos listen to, (laughs) is sugar, 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 um, that I don't know how, but I have two kids that they love sugar. We all do. I, I know, but I feel like they, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they just love sugar more than the average person loves sugar. Um, but they do. They they love, they love sugar. So today we're just going to have, in general, a conversation about sugar and sweeteners mm-hmm. and how we use them and health aspects, et cetera. Yes. So let's get started. And just obviously when we're talking about sugar, we're talking about sweeteners. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, many different types of sweeteners that are out there on the market right now. Mm -hmm. Are all sweeteners considered to be the same? So that's a good question. And and I think it's a good place to start because it's one of the the questions that I get the most as an extension specialist is, you know, the the misconceptions that there are some sweeteners that are healthier than others. But really, when it all boils down to it, they all, for the most part, if they're a a nutritive sweetener, they're going to have calories. So we're going to break it down first and let's talk about nutritive versus non-nutritive sweeteners. Let's let's start with basic (laughs) definitions right there. Okay. So nutritive. So essentially these are going to be providing carbs in our diet and they have calories and they lack, they really lack other important nutrients. So an example would be your classic granulated sugar you buy in bulk at the grocery store. The sweetness of all other sweeteners is compared to this granulated sugar. So that's kind of something to keep in mind. In the back of your mind. My son asked me the other day if he could just eat a spoonful oh, of okay. white sugar. Maybe they just, do love sugar. <laughs> yeah. Just so, just so you know okay. where I'm coming from. So some other examples of these nutritive sweeteners are syrups or brown sugar, molasses, honey, syrup, nectars, and several compounds you may see on a nutrition facts label that ends in os. O-S-E. So that's kind of your clue or your sign that's a sugar. So think sucrose, maltose, and dextrose. So there we've already listed several different ingredients that could be listed on a nutrition facts label. So I would encourage people to look at the show notes if you want to see those again. Now, non-nutritive sweeteners, they generally provide very little or no calories at all. And they are much, much sweeter than sugar. So again, we're comparing these to that white granulated sugar. A very small amounts are actually needed to sweeten foods. So they can be naturally occurring, so they could come from plants, or they're artificially made. So this is where we start to talk about artificial sugars. That's where these would come in. So it's going to be very, very sweet, and then you only need a very small amount to sweeten something because they're so sweet. Okay. So essentially, these guys have to be approved by the FDA before they can be used. So a naturally occurring or plant-based sweetener would be stevia. So maybe you've heard of that. While examples of these artificial sweeteners that provide no calories are aspartame and sucralose. So right now in my mind, I'm envisioning sitting at a restaurant with the with the little packs of sweeteners mm-hmm. of all the different colors yep. in front of me. And I think one thing that, that you said, and so sweeteners is not something that, that I commonly would add to my food or add to mm-hmm. my drink, et cetera. But one thing that you said that I thought was very interesting is that you would use a much smaller amount yes. of those more artificial type sweeteners. Some of those artificial sweeteners are 200 times m- more sweet than 
your basic white sugar. So very, very, very sweet compounds. So other things that I think we kind of hear about on the market or that we see at the grocery store is raw and organic sugar mm-hmm. compared to, like you say, the the basic white granulated sugar. Yes. And, you know, now even in coffee shops or restaurants, we're starting to see that these are the types of sugars that are on the table. They're you trendy. Know? Yes, they are. They're very trendy. So raw sugar, or it's also called turbinado, might be a word you've heard before. Uh, organic sugar and white sugar, they're pretty much similar in the amount of calories that they have per teaspoon. So there's no difference in their caloric content. So it's really going to range between 16 to 18 calories per teaspoon. Now, the reason that they have different colors is the molasses content. So raw sugar is not heated as high or as long. So the sugar crystals actually retain some of that molasses, which gives them that slightly brown color that they have compared to your white granulated sugar, which is heated for much longer. So all the moisture and all the molasses is essentially pulled out and leaves it white. So the white sugar has not been bleached. Okay. So in general, then, is raw sugar considered to be healthier if it's not been processed (sighs) or heated as much? No, there's really no difference with the processing that occurs. So some, you're right, some do say that raw sugar is healthier because it has trace amounts of vitamins and minerals. And that is true. There are trace amounts of potassium, calcium, and iron, but still raw sugar is 99% sucrose and white granulated sugar is 99.9% sucrose. So I would not recommend purchasing or using raw sugar as a way to add nutrients to your diet because the amounts are so small that really it's not going to contribute to much So your of key word there is trace. Mm-hmm, exactly. So essentially, again, same amount of calories, just one has been slightly less processed. In this case, when we say processed, it's mostly a heating process that's taking place. So let's talk a little bit about nutrition labels and, and food labels that when, we, when we've recorded podcasts before, you know that that's one thing that, and it's, it's, not, it's not my doing, it's school has trained my children <laughs> yeah. to read the nutrition label. Yay. But they do. Even on candy, they read their nutrition label, right? So they do mm-hmm. know how much sugar it has um, as they're consuming it. But so as we're starting to see these labels that say no added sugar, and um, the Nutrition Facts label includes added sugars on the panel. What exactly are added sugars? So these are typically typically sugars and syrups that are added to foods prepared at home or by a food manufacturer. So they don't naturally have this sugar in the product. So it has been incorporated. And that's what really makes sugar one of the most popular food additives in the United States, essentially. So think about fruit, canned, canned fruit. It's going to be in a heavy syrup. That heavy syrup is going to have some added sugar in it. So that would be an example. Anytime you prepare coffee or tea and you put a spoonful of sugar, you are essentially adding sugar. So that is an example of where you could find added sugar in your diet. So anytime we are adding a nutritive sweetener to a food that didn't have naturally occurring sweetness, that would be considered an added sugar. And so you may see food items that have sugar in them, but zero grams of added sugar. Well, how can that be? It's because most of those items typically have a naturally occurring sugar in them. So it's going to be a dairy item or it's going to be a fruit item. So they're going to have sugar, but it hasn't been added. It's going to be that natural sugar that's present. So that would not be reflected on the added sugar line on the new Nutrition Facts label. Okay. When you're talking about things like fruit that's in heavy syrups and the amount of added sugar there, as a consumer, 
I know that there's several alternatives when you're yes. looking at mm-hmm. canned fruit. Is what would be the recommendation for for a consumer to purchase in terms of canned fruit in light syrup, heavy yeah. syrup, so, in its own juice? There's yes. so many labels out there. Yeah, that, that, I'm glad you brought that up because it is it can be overwhelming just purchasing canned fruit, right? Because there's so right. many options now. You brought up the canned I fruit, did. and my mind started going to all the labels on the canned fruit. Right, light syrup, yes, would have most likely less sugar than your heavy syrup. I would look for packaged in its own juice or in water. Okay. Those are going to be your your best options. And a lot of those now, the front of those food packages most likely have something that says in big font, no added sugar. And those would be the first ones that I would look at to see if they were packaged in their own juice and if they are in water. Which is a great way to not only read the food label, but also if you're looking at just the outside packaging, mm-hmm. it might be able to exactly. better direct you to which ones to go to. Yes. Okay. So now here's the question that I'm going to make my kids tune in and listen to. All right. <laughs> okay. How much sugar do we consume? But better yet, how much sugar should we consume? Okay. Perfect. I'm speaking directly to, to my your children. kids. <laughs> yes. Listen so, up, kiddos. Sugar is important. I will say that it's an important nutrient. It is the source of energy that our body body prefers to use. And there are even some parts of our body that can only use sugar as energy. So, you know, sugar is a good thing. The Not diet, helping me, Heather. I'm sorry. No, I'm, getting, I'm setting out my case. So the dietary guidelines recommend that no more than 10% of our daily calorie intake comes from added sugar. So for someone who's on a 2,000 calorie per day diet, that's usually around the average, this would be no more than 200 calories a day in total in added sugar. Okay. So 10%. So for comparison, one 20 ounce bottle of a regular soda provides that much plus some. Okay. So we quickly and very easily go over what the dietary guidelines recommend. I'm still talking to you all. They're listening. (laughs) Yeah. I think she's talking to me. (laughs) And that doesn't even take into consideration all the other foods that we consume throughout the day that may have added sugar. So I encourage you, and this is your homework for your children, next time you're in the kitchen, take a minute to measure out 22 teaspoons because that is how much added sugar Americans are consuming each day. And the primary sources are, especially in younger um, individuals, adolescents, is sugar-sweetened beverages like sodas, energy drinks, and sports drinks. I will say that that those are the areas in our house that we really we really do try and cut back. And and I do joke they do both very much have sweet teeth or a sweet tooth, but um, they probably got more than one. Um, but they you, you know because they'll they'll ask for a piece of candy after dinner or that mm-hmm. type thing. But the in terms of drinks, we really try yeah, to limit their sugar content just because of how much hidden sugar there actually is in drinks. And I probably should add to that list sugar-sweetened coffee beverages. That, oh. that, that's another area, too. So these specialty coffee drinks, they're high in sugar when it comes to the syrup that's being used to sweeten them and things like that. So that's something to keep in mind. Maybe if you're like, oh, I drink a ton of water throughout the day. Well, I daily have my, you know, sweetened preference of a a coffee beverage. And so that's another place that we need to be mindful of. So in all this conversation about sugar, how does sugar really impact our health? Okay. So when the body takes in sugar, like I mentioned, it's going to use it for energy because it really likes to, it's an easy form of energy for our body to use. I love the biochemistry behind it. But in situations, and for the most part, when we take in too much sugar, our body will turn it into fat so that it can be stored. And so that's where all this excess added sugar is starting to be an issue. 
That's how we link essentially consuming excess sugar to weight gain and having a lot of fat in our blood. So those are things that really kind of go hand in hand. A diet that's high in sugar content is going to be linked to a heavier body weight as well as having more fat in our blood. And both of those tend to be the biggest risk factors for diabetes. So sugar in the diet does not directly cause diabetes, which may be what some people think. It's kind of a myth that consuming sugar is going to give you diabetes. Really, lots of sugar in the diet is closely linked to being overweight and obese. And that's where you're going to see the increased risk for diabetes as well as heart disease and kidney disease. So kind of just clearing that up a little bit. And then individuals who consume a lot of excess sugar have more dental caries or cavities. So oral health is another place that we really need to be mindful when we're consuming a lot of excess sugar. All good things to think about. And just as we're wrapping up today, can you share with us just a few tips on how to reduce sugar in our diet? Because it's not it's not necessarily easy. We've talked about mm-hmm. it that there's a lot of sugar in processed food. Right. There's a there's just a lot a lot of sugar in the the standard American diet Absolutely. today. So what are just some basic tips on how we can reduce sugar? Well, the first one I will say um, I, ha- I have a handful here. The first one is. Be careful if you're purchasing foods that say they're they're low in fat or low in sodium because in that case, what we tend to see is sugar is added to save the flavor, essentially. Okay. So something that's low in fat, still read that nutrition facts label and look at the and look at the sugar content because it might be higher actually than the product that's not low fat. So really just kind of thinking about how how all these nutrients go hand in hand and again you may have some guidance from um, a registered dietitian or your healthcare provider on what you should be limiting in your diet. Just keep that in mind. Other ones would be use the natural sweetness and added nutritional value of fruit to sweeten things like cereal or oatmeal or yogurt or even using them as a topping on your pancakes and waffles. So yes, they're naturally sweet. They're going to have some natural sugars, but you're also getting all the other nutrients, fiber, vitamins, and minerals that whole fruits have. So that's a way that you can still have a sweet tooth as well. I hope your kids are still listening. And then see if you can gradually reduce the amount of the sugar-sweetened beverages you consume. So don't go cold turkey and just nix it all at once. Maybe you can consume one less this week than next week, or you can cut back one a day. Just see if there's a way that you can pay attention to how much sugar is in the beverages that you're consuming, because that's the quickest way that you can start to eliminate those in the diet. And then the last one would be to really learn the common names for sweeteners, and then you can always be informed when you check the ingredients list. So try to choose foods that don't have a sweetener listed in the first three ingredients on the Nutrition Facts label. And then I'm going to give a shout out to our extension offices because they have several publications and good resources. There's a, a really good publication out right now that we could link in the show notes maybe about sugar and how it plays into health and, and all those types of things. Yep, definitely. We'll get that added to the show notes. And I think that this has been, I think you know, I've given my kids a hard time, but I think it's been a good conversation because sugar is something that it's out everywhere. there. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. And just becoming mindful of how much sugar it is that we're actually consuming. And I love the don't go cold turkey, you know, maybe Absolutely. some small steps to um, improving your overall diet and health yep. would be, be a good place to start. Yep. Thanks for joining us today, Heather. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. 
visit us online at fcs.uky.edu or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.